back. Welcome in to the Lions Share Podcast. It is Walkthrough Wednesday. The Detroit Lions taking flight, heading to Tampa Bay and to take on the Tampa Baker Buccaneers, who come in at three and one. The Lions four and one. Andrew, what do good teams do? You know as I do, Ben. They win after the bye. So, case in point. The Buccaneers coming off the bye week, fresh, healed up. Are we going to learn whether Tampa Bay is a good team this week? That's what we're looking to find out, and uh, we'll definitely find out after this game if we're calling them the the Tampa Bay Baconeers. Ooh, okay. Out of left field. That was good. <sighs> We're going to talk about how good we think the Buccaneers are and how we think this game will end up. We'll talk about every game here in week five, week six in the NFL, week five, week six, week six um, in the NFL. We'll end with some college football talk. So let's get you up to date on the Lions injuries as well as everything newsworthy from the Lions as they head to Tampa Bay. And we'll preview the game and give you our predictions. So let's start off with a little wrap up from the last episode. Of course, we've got the new thing that we're doing, the BAMS player. The S is you guys, the shareholders. So we put a poll out on Instagram as well as Spotify with a few options. And uh, of course, we all had Aiden and Jared Goff as ours. Um, So the, the shareholders, they voiced their opinion. Number one across the polls was Aiden Hutchinson, followed by Jared Goff in a close second place. In third place, we had none other than Aaron Glenn. So, Andrew, uh, any thoughts on Aaron Glenn coming in here at third? Kind of a shout out to you. Uh, it's nice to see him. I would have liked to see him, like I said, Ben Johnson a little higher. Uh, but with all due respect to both the coordinators. All right. I do believe Ben Johnson did not get a single vote. Maybe revote. Stop the count. Um, yeah, let's go to injuries. Uh, the Lions obviously have several in- injuries. The Buccaneers, pretty healthy. Obviously, coming off the bye, that helps. So let's talk about the Lions. We've got Brian Branch uh, not practicing, but working with the trainer. Uh, Dan said on Monday, we'll see. He's not moving as good as they want. So he's questionable. Uh, St. Brown. Probable, as Dan would call it, although probable, not as de- uh, not a designation anymore in the NFL, but limited to practice today on Wednesday and uh, looking like he's trending in the right direction. But we'll have to see as the week goes on. Gibbs has not practiced, uh, but is doing some light workouts. Mosley, obviously, we updated you. Everybody's already up to date, I'm sure. Uh, he has the ACL on the other knee now. Um, it's just it's terrible. What can you say about it? Poor guy worked so hard to come back and the results are not favorable. Um, So he's done uh, not on the IR yet, which is a little interesting. Um, And the Lions have brought up Khalil Dorsey um, from the IR. Uh, He's in his 21 game window. Um, So to add some cornerback depth, depth, and uh, we'll talk about the cornerback that they signed here in just a minute as well. Jonah Jackson has swelling. He's questionable. No practice today. Zonovan Knight. Uh, shoulder still dealing with the shoulder no practice today either so a lot of guys who are not looking like they'll play but a couple guys on there st brown and branch probably your best opportunities to play uh jonah jackson as well but we've got big v vitae he is ready to fill in for jonah as needed as well as colby soresdale 
and uh, they could shift around Glasgow once again as well. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, mentioned that Khalil Dorsey is practicing. He's back. Um, so we'll have some added depth there at the in the cornerback level. And uh, Josh Paschal also eligible to come off IR soon, but not in his 21-day eval window. Dorsey is on his 21-game uh, eval. Uh, Mike Evans on the on the Buccaneers side of the ball has been dealing with a hamstring he had in the week four. Um, obviously had the bye week to heal up, but he is still not practicing. Sounds like we'll know by Friday whether the Lions will have to face off against Mike Evans. So, guys. Did you guys see that the Lions signed a cornerback? Saw it. Did they also get a tight end? Ooh, Dan loves his tight ends. I do not know. I, if I'm not up to date on this, um, for me. Mitch, anything uh, on this cornerback? Do you guys know anything about this cornerback, Anthony Everett? I have no recognition at all with this corner. I I don't have a ton of background with him. Um, I I looked up a couple of the videos on him today, kind of see a little background. Um, he's okay. Uh, I think he started in like 27 games, something like that. 27, 51 total. Uh, in 51 total games, I think he started about 27, something like that. Yeah, sounds like 2021. His season then was kind of a, his best year um if if we want to talk about a summary of of what anthony brings to the table and uh heard this little nugget too that he is he is best in press coverage and in man coverage so that'd be welcome for the detroit side of the ball where they struggle for sure as we see them in zone quite often and yeah interesting addition with the uh seems like the the aaron's got the boys playing primarily zone this year so a little bit of a wrinkle there don't mind it at all yeah, looks like no they got themselves. Much. Sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say, looks like they got themselves a pair of Anthony's. Uh, the tight end is Anthony Fersker. Fersker, side of the practice squad. Was he was he here before? Um, it's safe to say he was. I think we had nine of them a season ago, so safe to say every tight end's probably <laughs> visited our practice squad. <laughs> fair, fair. I, that last name is very, um, it very much rings a bell. I know I've heard that before. Maybe it's not been on the lines though. Uh, anyway, speaking speaking of tight ends, we'll see what Anthony Everett brings to the table. If nothing else, it's depth. Um, with Gilmore and Khalil Dorse, Dorsey back in this one now. Um, Sam Laporta claps for Sam Laporta. Dude is been an animal as a rookie. He is leading all tight ends in yards, which I would not have guessed if I didn't know it until now. I thought he was doing well, but I did not know he led all tight ends. And by, I think, 27 yards. I was surprised by that, too. It's almost just kind of a wake-up call to how rare like a, a really true receiving tight end is. Um, the fact that he's the full the whole package it seems like and he can run block as well as receive so we're not really in you know just the Brock Wright situation or the Kyle Pitts situation uh yeah i mean he's just an absolute stud very nice to have a, a safety weapon uh a guy in the center of the field essentially feels like the tight end is almost always the number 2 look for a quarterback if not uh, number 1 
you know, it kind of got your natural progressions from left to right or right to left. Um, so it's really nice to have him there, and he can stretch the field now, see. Yes, sir. He's doing so quietly. And uh, jersey sales, allegedly, through the roof. So Mitch may want to jump on that. Damn it. Yeah. Stock just went up. Um, let's talk about another player leading the league. That's Aiden Hutchinson leading the league in pressures. Uh, Max Crosby sniffing at him, especially after his game on Monday night. But Aiden leading the pace and uh, on pace to beat last year's numbers by quite a bit. And uh, if that's the case, um, you might bring him up in the defensive player of the year conversation there with with TJ Watt as well. I mean, I don't think he's quite the animal that TJ and, and Bosa are. But he's right up there in the conversation, that's for sure. And if you look at the numbers, he's right up there. Can I ask you guys, what are these rumors about Max Crosby to the Lions? What's going on with that? I don't like it. See, I what don't, is it? I don't, like, I don't like talking about this stuff that comes up on X and Reddit because it seems like it almost never comes to fruition. But yeah, a lot of chatter online about Max Crosby to the Lions. Apparently, he's got roots in Michigan, uh, went to Eastern Michigan. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. But I mean, you guys know as well as I do. Now that the Lions are getting some steam behind them, they got some media attention. Every big free agent or or guy who wants to move is gonna be on Detroit's radar. Not only because of their their momentum, but because of their salary cap. Well, we saw this with Chris Jones as well. People were like, "Oh, Chris Jones, the Lions," and also Chase Young has been floated out there forever in the since the since the offseason i just feel like if they're gonna make a move which they very well could i mean if they're if they're going into the buy with one or two losses i they can afford to be buyers they have the cap space to do it it doesn't really seem like it's in brad's you know repertoire to do that he's definitely a build through the draft kind of kind of gm but if they're gonna do anything like that i'd prefer to see him add some wide receiver depth or or some secondary depth that's where they really need the most help. Yeah, but just uh, just envision Max Crosby and Aiden Hutchinson out there. It just seems like two menaces out there. Um, I'm with you. But, I mean, Mitch said it himself an episode or two ago, well, and it came straight from Dan's mouth. I mean, Kamish is the glue that, that makes everything go on that, and he's kind of the silent assassin on that line. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see it happening just because I, it's like Mitch alluded to, it's not really the the MO of, of Brad. Um, but I do think we'll see something from the Lions between now and the trade deadline. I think they'll, they'll do it somewhere. I'm not sure where yet. Maybe it is that cornerback secondary defensive backfield like Mitch alluded to or a wide receiver. But I do think they'll make some, some move here before the, the deadline, which is rapidly approaching just under three weeks from the trade deadline. Um, Andrew, did you do your homework? Did you get us uh, defensive rankings on this this Lions team? That's a negative, sir. But if you give me a second, I can uh, I can whip something together. I guess I guess we just got to determine how accurate your top three is. Your your call for top three is at this point in the in week six here. I know their DVOA's been top five. And uh, overall, rushing obviously is pretty high. I think rushing's top six, top five. Can I hit you guys uh, with the quick stats? Yes, please. The quick rankings. Andrew, is this going to hurt your feelings if I do this? 
No, I'm looking at one rankings. It's it's Fox Sports, so I don't know what you're looking at. Yeah, the same one. Go go for it. Is it the one that has Lions at six? Total defense, yeah. And then if you scroll down, yeah. it's going to give you the uh, category by category. Okay. Yeah, so it's got him at six with uh, what? Almost 293 yards averaging, given up, and uh, allowed 12 scores on the air. That's tough. Got to scroll way down on that passing defense to roll in at 17. <laughs> we'll the take that over defense, last year. They sit, they sit in the three slot in the, in the rushing defense. Where's old Tampa Bay on that list? Ten rush defense, sixteen pass defense, overall eleven. Okay, that seems seems about right. Thank you, Mitchell. Uh, yes, sir. However, speak- should be noted. Sorry, Benjamin. Should be noted. Lions have already played the number seven ranked defense in the Falcons, the number nine ranked defense in the Chiefs, and believe it or not, the Panthers have the thirteenth ranked overall defense, and they just got. And remember, one of the top third down defenses, I believe they moved up to number two this week in third down defense rankings, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Speaking of rankings, Mitch, I know you're Mr. Power Rankings. Where are the Lions sitting at these days? Yeah, so as you you guys know, I went through, this is kind of what I do. I just dive headfirst into anything and everything the talking heads are saying about the Lions. Lots of love for the Lions this week. The lowest I saw them was on the score. I use that app to just update my scores and give all my news articles. The score had them at six. Every other news, major sports news outlet I found had them at five in the rankings. So as Andrew said, the national love and the attention, I think I think they've had the love since Hard Knocks last year and since they went on the run last year. But everybody's kind of stringing the back quarter of last year together with the first quarter of this year. And the Lions are getting a lot of respect right now. As they should. Uh, here's an area that they're not doing so well. And last thing before we get to the Bucks preview, Lions lead the league in drop rate by wide receivers at 6.5%. So that's not something we like to see. Speaks to uh, Mitch's wide receiver depth conversation just a minute ago. I think everyone can agree that when Marvin was here with Stafford, it was an all-time hookup, and he did great things for the city of Detroit. But lordy, lordy, time to stick to the bunk cake business because catching passes just isn't working out right now, brother. Didn't know he was in that business. If you could, send me a link, please. <laughs> I certainly will. Uh, drop it in the show notes, too, if you while you're at it. All right, let's talk Lions versus the Bucks. Lions four and one, Buccaneers three and one. Buccaneers off the bye, as we mentioned. Um, little note for the uh, for the fashionistas out there: the Bucks will be wearing their creamsicle uniforms, the throwback uniforms. So don't like that because uh, that's an all-time uh, uniform, and uh, hate to be going against that when they're feeling confident. Um, the Lions, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Mitch, started out with uh, this spread being three. I think I see it now at three and a half. I've still got three. I always use DraftKings. I've got 
three points in favor of the Lions and the over-under at 43.5. Yeah, I couldn't figure out why it moved today on ESPN to 3.5 other than maybe the fact that St. Brown was doing some light work today, some some light practice. I don't know. Um, but what do you guys think about that? Last week, obviously, favored by nine-ish points, 9.5, 9.10, whatever it was. Um, how do we feel here with the Lions favored by a field goal on the road in Tampa Bay? Kind of shocked, to be honest with you. I like that we got a lot of momentum, big uh, big cloud of steam behind us, if you want to say. Um, I kind of said it off air, though. If last week ever felt like a trap game that everybody was ready for, this one feels like the one where they might nod off on. Um, so especially thanks for that info as well. The creamsicle unis that, that now that I hear that the dreamsicle, um, <sighs> I've still got the lions in this, but, uh, I'm on pins Whoa. and needles. Whoa, dude. Spoiler. Oops. Oop, spoiled milk. Listen guys, Tommy. this is why they brought Dan in. Dan, this is what Dan preaches. This is the biggest strength right now. They don't sleep on anybody. That's why they don't get caught. Good teams win when they're supposed to. They crush to the Panthers. Uh, I think he's going to have them ready. I think the whole the whole conversation this week is is going to be about how for real the Bucks are, how opportunistic their defense is. Dan's going to have them ready. He's not going to have them sleeping on this team. And of note, the Lions, you know, have gone into Lambeau, have gone into uh, Arrowhead, and won and won their games in in. Uh, you know, in convincing fashion, and Tampa Bay not really one of those storied um, stadiums. Although it is a it is a tough place to play, um, but it's not up there with those two stadiums. So that side of it, the away part of it, doesn't scare me. I think we'll see uh, quite a few fans. Honolulu Blue travel well. You know, some snowbirds heading down to the uh, Sunshine State here in October. It's about that time. So I think we'll see quite a few Lions fans in attendance. So. Uh, we, we, we'll love that. We'll listen for the Let's Go Lions chants and hopefully hear them early and often. Speaking of weather, we've got 80 degrees and sunny in this one. Windy-ish, 13 miles an hour with gusts up to 20. And uh, spoiler alert, in the matchups this week in week six, a lot of wind in a lot of matchups. So we'll get to that when we get to the NFL week six preview. But it's going to be a windy one out there as we head into mid-October. So you guys want to talk? Uh, you guys want to talk about the keys? I know our new format is to let Andrew and or Mitch go first. I know we've let, I think we've let off with Andrew the last two weeks. So Mitch, I think we should let you have the floor here. Happy to do it. I think I kind of alluded to it a little bit. Bucks are plus seven in turnover differential this year. I'm going to steal Andrew's weekly key to the game. Have to control the ball. Bucks have been playing some turnover prone teams. They've kind of got their wins this year uh, against some lowly opponents. So, you know, you can't you can't besmirch a three and one record in the NFL, but I think it, they've been again very opportunistic. Control the ball, continue to assert the dominance in the trenches on offense, and, and you know, I think you'll be okay if you can contain Mike Evans and pressure Baker to make his reads and force the ball where it's not supposed to go, which is what classic Baker does. Kind of get him in some of those, uh, you know, sleeping on some of those zone defenders to force those turnovers. They'll be just fine Sunday. Hold on before you go, Andrew. Was that word? What was that word in there? Besmirch? Did I say besmirch at some point? I don't know. It was something. It sounded that's what I heard. I'm not sure. 
I thought I was going to add a new word to my vocabulary. Smirched is a word, but I don't, I don't know that I just used it. Are you trying to incept me into something? No, no, I would never. Anyway, we'll have to run the tape back. Andrew, you want to go? Yeah, Mitch, great. I, I love that they're plus seven turnovers this year. Great, great note. Um, and I love that Dan brought up the point after the game, too. They were plus 21 off their three turnovers last week. And, and I mean, it's just it's tried and true. Win the turnover battle and you're probably going to win the game, especially if your spark plugs are hitting offense and defense like last week. But with Baker, I think I said it right off the top. The right now they're the Tampa Bay Baconeers. Forget Tampa Bay. Um, Baker is absolutely cooking. I think Ben, you sent me uh, the video of him working at Canes last week on the uh, on the bye week. Uh, so he's truly in the kitchens right now, folks. Um, and they really just have to shut him down early. So the front line is going to have to help out that bruised and battered backfield. Pressure Baker like they have been, and I know fantasy owners, pressures don't count for points, okay? Aiden leads the league. Too bad. They're not points. But they just got to keep doing it. Make make Baker make a bad decision. Ben, you say it all the time. What do quarterbacks truly need to do, and especially backups, be facilitators in the game? Just be leaders, and that's what Baker's doing, It's and he's doing a great job of it, so... Good on him. They need to shut him down. Offense, just get started early. I say it every week, score on the opening drive. Just get started early and demoralize them, and they'll, and they'll die. Heard that, brother. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, most confident. I think I've seen him in a while, um, and he's coming off that big win OU had over Texas, so you know he's feeling good. Um, in terms of the game for me, uh, I think it's the battle of 2020. It's the, it's the battle of the 20s. Um, Get over 20 points if you're the Lions. They got to continue that streak. And Tampa Bay's only had one team get over 20, and that was the Eagles. Eagles got to 25 for some. So need to get over 20 if you're the Lions. And uh, this is the big one here. Score touchdowns, not field goals. You, I don't, I don't see them faring well here if they're if they're field going. I don't, I don't like it. Tampa Bay's a good red zone team, kind of a bend don't break defense. Um, so that kind of goes right along to my next point, which is exploit Tampa Bay's bad third down defense. We talked about the Panthers good third down defense last week. Well, the, Pan- uh, the, the Buccaneers third down defense, uh, percentage, um, opponents converting 47% of their third downs against Tampa Bay. So that's huge. That's in the bottom of the league. So you've got to exploit that if you're lying. So win those third downs, score touchdowns, not field goals. And, uh, you know, Lions should be sitting pretty, pretty. What's so funny, Mitch? Andrew, I think you forgot to insert a stat, Ben. No, he had I a good a stat. A third down stat. He he got a oh, good third down me. stat in there. Yep, 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 yep. Apologies. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Sorry, Ben. Tampa Bay. You, were just, you were just about to digress. Sorry. See, I didn't. I didn't say it though. See, now it's in my head. It's just like a little thing sitting in the back of my head. Like, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. You know, you want to say it. Don't say it. Um. Blah, 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 stat here, blah, 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 ha, ha, ha. Nice. Thank you, Tommy. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, you guys want to talk predictions? What do you guys think? Do, they, do the Lions break the 20-point uh, streak, or are they going to have another game over 20 points here? Stays well and alive in my book. I've got Lions 27, Bucks 13. I just think the Lions' run defense is too good. Again, I know they're banged up in the secondary, but 
you really do just have to key on Mike Evans. I think the Bucks have played less than stellar competition. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. Three and one is still impressive. I just think the Lions offense is firing on all cylinders again without two of their main weapons last week. Uh, and, you know, they may or may not be back. It may or may not matter. Uh, I think the Lions keep it going. Yeah, I think this is going to be a little tougher than everybody thinks. I mean, obviously, we've said it. Tampa Bay coming out of the bye, it's going to be very tough with some pretty some some wind in this game. So I think it's going to be that run offense that we're going to see, and it's just going to be the Lions eventually leaning on Tampa Bay. But once again, it's going to be very tough to uh, beat Tampa Bay coming off a of bye. I think they're going to finish it 17-7, to and like I said, just lean on them with that, uh, that rushing uh, offense. Andrew, once again, with a low score, um, never change. I love it. Um, good mention about the win, too. I've got that as a factor in my final score. I've got the Lions here at 20 points, 20 even, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 19 points. And you're going to ask me, how does Tampa Bay get to 19? So Tampa Bay is going to score a touchdown, make the extra point, score a touchdown, miss the extra point, have to go for two late in the game, not get it. We're talking about a Lions victory by one over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lions going to escape here. I think it's going to be a couch. Well, I think it's going to be a punch, counter punch game back and forth. Uh, but the Lions eke one out here on the road and head back, head back home. So that's the way I see it. Looking for a missed field goal, missed extra point. Um, and I'll say this. Don't one last note. Don't leave this to a potential game winning drive for Baker. Just don't want just don't want to see that. Um, I just don't think they'll bode well. So updating the Google Doc. We've all got the Lions in a win here. Andrew uh, has the has the Lions breaking their twenty point streak here. Any any reason why you have them breaking the twenty point streak? Just a more of a reflection of Tampa Bay. Uh, just Tampa Bay coming out of the bye. They watched uh, Tampa Bay got to sit on the sidelines and watch the Lions absolutely dominate Carolina last week. They saw how innovative this offense is and. I think we talked about it, the play that Jared Goff laughed on. They ran the exact same play formation and got these guys to jump off sides thinking it was going to be a run play on the motion. Um, so I think Tampa Bay is watching it, cluing in on what they're doing, and their defense is going to is gonna show up after having a week to just really key in on these guys and their, and their I don't know, their giveaways, whatever you want to call it. Got it, got it. Their downfalls, their pitfalls, yeah. I'm with you. Um, last thing before we talk about NFL Week Six here, do you guys think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will make the playoffs? My gut is, gosh, I'd really have to look at their schedule before I just dive into that answer. I don't know. I mean, they seem like they really are a good enough team, but it is hard to say. Where they're at. I mean, if we're if we're being think, realistic, they've beaten the Bears, the Saints, and the Vikings. It's hard to it's hard to go all in. I mean, the Saints just beat up on the lowly lowly Pats, so they've got they've got some they've got some tough sled, and they got to play the Lions, the Falcons, the Bills. Um, never mind, they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I think after make that, it, it doesn't. Get- I mean. Outside of those uh, okay. teams, it's all it's all interdivision. No, they do have to play the 49ers too. So if we've all got the Lions, there's an L. I would we're probably gonna say lost to the Bills, 
lost to the 49ers, maybe lost to the Jags, they very well could be a 10-win team. Right, and I think that might be good enough to win that division, though. The, that division's mm-hmm. wide open. I mean, you got the Saints and the Panthers. The Panthers' worst team in the league, probably, in terms of record. Obviously, they are. Um, and then um, the Falcons, which, hard to say what they are. Um, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about this. Um, this week in the NFL, we had Sunday Night Football. The Cowboys got shellacked. We had the Dakota Prescott of old. Three drives in a row with an interception. Nice to see him back in true form. Monday Night Football, we had the Raiders beating the Packers, which was huge. Um, the Packers fall to two and three. Uh, big difference there between three and two and two and three for the for the uh, division foe, the, the Green Bay Packers. Um, in terms of injury news, just some notes for you folks, you fantasy folks out there. Uh, HN out with a knee on IR. Um, out going to be several weeks for some extended amount of time. Um, the Jets lose their guard, Elijah Vera Tucker, out for the season. Another Achilles injury for the Jets. Uh, they just can't seem to catch a break on that offense. Anthony Richardson has been placed on IR with his shoulder. Uh, defensive lineman Daquan Jones out for the year for, Bill, for the Bills. That's a kind of a big piece um, of their defense, so watch for that. Leighton Vander Esch might go to the IR on the Cowboys. He's got a neck injury, so another player on the defensive side of the ball looks like he'll be out for a decent amount of time, and then Justin Jefferson might go to the IR or is on the IR um, for the for the Vikings. So, a he minimum of four games. A, mi- a minimum of four games for JJ over there in in Minnesota. Um, just nothing going right for them. Um, their best player, their 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 shining star, best wide receiver in the league, out for a minimum of four games. So, speaking records, of that, if, yes, go ahead. If if we want to say one thing about the Vikings, and it's kind of a discussion piece. The Lions and the Vikings have made quite a few trades now on draft day and with TJ, and they're seemingly looking like sellers right now. We're also not going to see them until very late in the season, so it's really non-consequential for them at this point. Do they have somebody there that, you know, they're potential sellers for the Lions at this point? It's not really being talked about, but like I said, they've got that connection with... uh, with uh, Hawkinson, and then what was what was the swap on draft day? Can you guys remind me? I don't I don't remember the exact details of it, uh, but the swap on draft day they've they've done it a couple times now. They have, and I'll say one thing about we before we talk about the roster of the Vikings. I looked at the Vikings' remaining schedule, and their schedule is pretty bad as far as the matchups that they have. Um, pretty favorable in that in that sense. Um, so I, I'm not going to count the Vikings out at this point just because of how bad their, their schedule is in terms of easiness, in terms of strength of schedule. I'm not ready to count the Vikings out just yet. There is no one on the Vikings that I would want them to go after except for maybe Harrison Smith. And I don't even, I mean, yeah, that'd be great for the secondary, but I think Tracy Walker and Kirby Joseph are doing a fine job. Yeah, Harrison Smith's a dog. I mean, he's been doing it forever. He's 34. Uh, he's getting up there in age. Don't know what he's got for contract-wise, but that's definitely a dog out there. Did you have Andrew? more to say, Andrew? I have no more to say. I mean, it was completely open for discussion. I really didn't have a single guy in mind. I just know that, like I said, they have nice. the, the the connection there. Um, so it's potential to get things done quickly. 
who was the um the name is escaping me now and I don't think he's in Minnesota anymore but who was the offensive lineman who was really um pretty good for the Lions that went over there Riley Reef Yeah that's who I'm thinking of he's not still there though I don't think I think he moved on He's like in he's like in Denver or something now um That's going well for him Yeah I don't think it's actually Denver Um yeah I as in terms of who the Lions could go after on that team. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one of the wide receivers, obviously not the, not Addison. He's, he's, he's probably not getting shipped out, but like, uh, oh, who do they have? Who do they have in the wide receiver department? KJ Osborne, maybe. Yeah. See, there's not like, there's no one worth going after. I don't think. Yeah. Stupid topic for you to bring up, Andrew. I can't believe you brought it up. Sorry for bringing it up, but yeah, after hearing some of those names, it's kind of tough. I was thinking more in like the defensive backfield room there, but uh, yeah, if those are the names, and obviously Harrison Smith, what what are you gonna do? Bring him on for one more? Uh, yeah, I think he's just gonna say I'm retiring Minnesota. At this point, yeah, no, I, it's not a bad topic. I, I think it's got it's got legs. I think, like we talked about, there's gonna be some shopping done by the Lions in some form, and. If the Vikings continue to lose games, which it looks like they will, especially without Justin Jefferson, they're definitely going to be um, looking to rebuild, especially with Kirky probably heading on heading on out um, either during the season or after the season. So uh, let's talk about the NFL week six. We've got a record recap of Ben at 10 and four. Andrew, cover your ears. Five and nine. Mitch, nine and five. That brings our running season totals to Ben at 52 and 26. Mitch, one game behind, 51 and 27. And Andrew sitting back, uh, you know, ready to pounce when the time's right, 42 and 36. Still above 500, my friend. Sorry, guys, I ran out of the room. What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And we and for the shareholders, uh, for the uninitiated um, who aren't in this Discord call, we can't tell if Andrew ran away because his webcam is no longer working. So. It could be true. It could be false. We we are none the wiser. Well, let me just give you this little nugget. I'm glad Mitch uh, joined us for the podcast so that the uh, that you have somebody else to compete with. Yeah, I'm not just talking to a wall. It's great. It honestly is great to have you here, Mitch. I'm touched. You ready to right you ready to, you ready to snake order this? Did you notice I switched up the snake order on this? Are you ready, Ben, is the question. Andrew, are you ready? Did you, Andrew, you noticed. I saw you filling it out, one of them. Yeah, I'm not ready for it, but we'll see how it goes. So are we including Andrew now? Is that what you're saying? No, I just, I just changed it up. So instead of like leading off with you and then Andrew and then me, now Andrew's going to lead off and he's going to have to queue up some weather as well. He's going to have to queue up the weather? Why? Because we snake order, and then you go, and then I'll be like, oh, Ravens at Titans, London, NFL Network, 51 degrees and sunny. But now Andrew's going to have to do oh, it because okay. I put myself in the middle. Okay, so I'm still going first. Andrew's going first. Is that correct? Andrew's going first. All right, Andrew, kick us off. <laughs> Anytime now. Yep, yep, uh, kind of put the counter at one, at least one for the day on the mute button there, folks. 
your first matchup of the week is uh, Thursday Night Football. Amazon Prime Video. Don't forget to watch the All-22. It's the superior way to watch the game right now, except for their little add-ins. We're looking at 75 degrees, clear skies, maybe some rain, little light showers coming in late in the game. I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. I think Denver's going to play them a little closer than you think. Ben's got a little nugget. Maybe Mitch put this one in. Chiefs have won the last 15 against Denver. and That's brutal. But with the dynasty they're building, that's nothing. I think the Chiefs are going to win it. Denver's going to play them close, though. I'm with Andrew on this one. I think it's going to be a little bit closer. This one feels like a potential trap game for the Chiefs, but... The Broncos are just in absolute disarray, and that was Ben's little nugget. I've got the Chiefs. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, 11-0, has never lost to the Denver Broncos. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close. I've got the Chiefs by a million. Um, am I next, then? That's you. That's how Snake Order works. Okay, I'm confused, but we're just going to roll with it. Ravens at the Titans. This one's in London, in Tottenham, I believe is the word, right? Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. Um, I'm not sure if this is a dome or not, but I've got the London weather here at 51 degrees and sunny. So weather should not be a factor here in uh, overseas across the pond. I've got the Ravens here. I'm with you, Ben. I also have the Ravens. I I think it's going to be a little bit, a little bit of a bounce back game for them. Um, I think they got embarrassed. They should have won last week against the Steelers, and they didn't. I think they, I think they get it done in London. Do we know when uh, both these teams arrived in London? Did they get there a week ahead of time? I think that was kind of the Bills' downfall from last week. See, don't have that information, and I don't believe that either of these two teams have played in um, London before. I think same travel schedule this week. Okay, I think. Kind of like, yeah, what Mitch said. Um, similar to the Steelers last week, I don't see the Ravens uh, losing back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. And the national media is absolutely tearing apart their receiving core, including the tight end room, Mark Andrews. Um, but I still believe in Vrabel. I still believe in Tractor Cito. I think they're going to figure this thing out, and I'm going to take the Titans. Is it my turn? I don't know. I'm so confused. Why? No, I just it's fixed, my turn. That's... I just fixed it for everyone. I fixed it for you guys. It still well, says that's going to bring first. me up then. Yep. So I'll back word. up. Yeah. Yep. So you're not going. Oh. Nope. I'm going to go if you'll let me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to the polls. Uh, I just meant that. Mitch isn't going to. My Mitch isn't going to go is what I'm saying ever is what I'm saying. <laughs> I already picked the Ravens. I just, I just. No, no, did. you're never going to queue up a game, though, is what I'm saying. No, Andrew never queues up a game. I thought, I thought this would be fun. I didn't, I thought the three of us combined <laughs> had the mental capacity to We're having fun. I, <laughs> I agree. Uh, be a man. Um, but, but <laughs> I, when I queued, before we queued up these games, I said, oh, so you're going to include Andrew this time. And you were like, oh, no, no. That was my question when I asked that. What are you talking about, guy? I can see both sides. I'm not of your guy, story. pal. Listen, Mitchell, you did say those listen. these things. I don't uh, think ta, 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 they were ta. interpreted bye bye. correctly. <laughs> when the fuck did we get ice cream? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Nailed it. Listen, got it figured out. I changed up the names. I'm never going to go first. I'm smack dab in the middle of the A and B sandwich right where I want to be. I switched the names up so there's no messing this up. We just read right down the list. Oh, All right. Okay, back to the list. And action. Brings up the commanders in Atlanta against what was it? Matt Smith and the Falcons. Who cares about the weather? They're indoors here. I'm going to take the commanders. Sam Howell's going to spin, spin, spin O'Rama more than B. John Robinson in this game. I am with Andrew again. I've got the commanders in this one. I just think the Falcons are an okay team. I think the commanders got embarrassed. I think they, I think they play a good game this week. Have you guys forgotten that Desmond Ritter has not lost at home? Give me the freaking Falcons. It's the first time for and, everything, like the first time you could told a good joke. And the fact that that was brought up last week is why they will lose. I, I see where your head's at there. I think you're right, but did we not just talk about before the show how bad the commanders are? All right. No. Dude, no have more we ever the- talked about how good the Falcons are? I guess I'm confused <laughs> in that respect. I think uh, everybody has except for you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, you, let it be known. Andrew will never take the Falcons on this here podcast. Let's go to Chicago, the Windy City. Vikings taking on the Bears in an NFC North matchups matchup. This one at one o'clock on Fox. Fifty-three degrees. It's going to be windy here in the Windy City. Twenty mile an hour winds, gusts higher. Um, 50% chance of rain as well. So Mother Nature uh, rearing her ugly head here in this one. I would like to see both teams lose in this one if possible. And so in that token, I've got the Bears here winning it in overtime. I, uh, I think it's fade Ben week. I've got the Vikings. Listen, the Vikings have had a tough start to the season. They are not as bad as the Bears. The Bears' offense has been clicking as of late. Just to me, it feels like the Vikings got to put it together at some point. feels like against the Bears is the time to do it. If it does, in fact, rain and you make the Bears be one-dimensional, it's over. Yeah, the only thing that scares me in this one on the rain game is Justin Fields getting loose. But to that, I will say the Vikings are going to win this. This is going to be a fun matchup for all Lions and shareholders alike. One of these teams is going to lose. It's going to be another loss in the division. Uh, But I will take the Vikings over Justin Fields here. You guys have a short memory. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember from last year in the rain game in Chicago when the Bears ran over, I believe it was the 49ers, and we had Justin Fields doing slip and slides into the end zone. I think we're going to repeat that this week. Last year was last year, bud. Lions started one and six. We're four and one now. All righty. 49ers. Heading... What'd you say? Does are we skipping the Seahawks game? Ah, see school <laughs> got a little <laughs> We are going we are going straight back to next 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 week, walk through Wednesday. Listen, viewers, listeners, I apologize. This is my fault. I thought it was gonna be fun. I don't know if you guys noticed the same thing that I noticed, but when Andrew cues the games up, he's got a little more zing, a little more pep, and I like that, but uh, we can't figure it out. So we're going to go back to what we did before. We're going to go Andrew in, in, in the middle of the A&M sandwich. We're going to get back on track here. Wait, I just was I wrong on that one? Oh, you were completely no, no. right. Ben is just clearly against mixing things up because this is just he, 
I so scrolled to, so too far on the Google Doc. Yeah, oh, go ahead, Andrew. That's going to roll us around, folks, for the Seahawks coming to Cincinnati. I think uh, the entire world's been dogging on Skyline Chili the last couple weeks now. We're looking at 59 degrees, cloudy, 20-mile-an-hour gust. Who knows? I think the Seahawks are, are going to throttle the Bengals, honestly. They're coming on the road. Rephrase that. They're going on the road. And they're going to have a tough matchup. Joe Burrows. <laughs> You guys can't throw me off my game. Joe Burrow looks injured. He's going to force it. <laughs> Tag me in. Tag me in. I don't think Joe Burrow's forcing anything except for an L down your throat, Andrew. I've got the Bengals in this one. Oh, thanks yeah. for cleaning it up for me, Mitch. Mitch is on mop-up duty, just like his days back at Rick's. I've got the Bengals here. <laughs> uh, Bengals. Um, uh, kind of the same point as Mitch. I think the Bengals are figuring it out. Um, they're at home. They're getting the skyline chilly. Seahawks traveling across the coast um, in an early one. This is equivalent to a 10 a.m. game for the Seahawks. That's going to prove troublesome for them 49ers heading across to cleveland to take on the brownies this one on fox one o'clock 56 degrees some possible rain showers in this one and it's going to be the windiest matchup of the week 25 mile an hour gusts in this one so watch it if you get kickers in action here could uh could impact the passing game as well and speaking of the passing game no deshaun watson in this one question mark he is questionable yet again if he does not play it will be pj walker at the helm for the browns I think regardless of who has the Browns quarterback duties, it's going to be a 49ers victory in this one, and it's going to get messy early. Just doesn't matter who the 49ers play right now. We were talking a little bit before the show. I think the 49ers are going to finish 15-2 and two this season. It's the 49ers world. We're all just playing in it. Yeah, I'm agreeing. This is the don't overthink it. There's one other game. I was going to say this is probably going to be the worst matchup of the week just because of how lopsided the teams are, especially if there's no Deshaun. But, you know, you got one more coming up uh, that we'll get to. Uh, 49ers, don't overthink it. That will bring us to Saints traveling to Houston to take on the Texans in a dome. Uh, I'm going to take is uh, is what's his face, Derek Carr, back. Is he healthy? Is he good to go? That's that's yeah. nods from the crowd. I'm going to take the Saints and Derek Carr. Alvin Kamara, sneaky good right now. Kind of forgot he came back from suspension. Don't forget, he could run loose for three this week. And uh, CJ Stroud, you're going to throw your first interception. Ooh, disagree. It's turned into fade, Andrew. Uh, I think the Saints are riding high after they beat the Patriots. The Patriots are not good. Everybody's calling for Bill Belichick's head, which I think is insane. Let that man do whatever he wants. Uh, but I think the Texans get this done. I think D'Amico Ryans is a great coach, and the Texans are a pretty solid team. They're ahead of the rebuild. Yeah, give me D'Amico Ryans over uh, Dennis Allen here. I've got the Texans, and uh, Saints going to have a little bit of a regression game after going on the road in New England. They go on the road to Houston. And take an L here. Moving right along, we've got the Colts heading down to Jacksonville. Duval. CBS, 77 degrees. Finally, some good weather. Sunny. 
15, uh, 10 to 15 mile an hour wind. Not too bad of a wind game. This is going to be a Minshew revenge game as the Colts are without a Anthony Richardson, of course. And um, this is a tough one. I don't know if, how you guys feel about this one. I see Mitch, you've got the Jags. Andrew, you've got the Jags as well. Um, I think it's going to be a close one, a messy one. Lots of turnovers in this game. But the Jags are going to figure out a way to win it. I'm with you, Ben. Seems like the Jags have figured it out. Had a rough start to the season. Everybody was kind of asking the question, is is it a regression year for Trevor Lawrence? I don't think so. Uh, they did have a little bit of a tough week with some travel home from London. But, you know, I think Minshew is a really solid backup quarterback. Maybe the best backup quarterback in the league. Don't think it matters against the Jags this week. Jags get it done. Yeah, Minshew rolling back into Jacksonville, looking like he lost in the breakup battle with the ponytail and the goggles. Looks like he's the loser of that breakup. That all being said, Ben, roll back the Jacksonville Duval roll roll call. Duval. That'll roll us into the other stinker game of the week just because of the lopsided matchup. You got the Carolina Panthers heading down into Miami, heading down the coast there. Pretty good looking weather there. A little bit of wind, 90 degrees, partly cloudy. It's got calling for 15 miles an hour. That might be a little high, but you never know. No Achan, no Acne, however you want to say it. I think it's Achan. It's changed a little bit on us week to week. Whatever you want to call it, the Panthers still haven't found a win. Give me the Dolphins. Dolphins, and I don't even think there's much to talk about here. Uh, I might hit you with a curveball here. Carolina's going to get a win this year, folks. But it's not going to be this week. I've got the Dolphins. Uh, Moving right along. What? Zing? Zing? Buzzing? Zing? I don't know. Got it. Patriots, New England, heading to Oakland. No, sorry, Las Vegas, Raiders, here in the first window of the 4 o'clock window. Uh, CBS, this one's on a dome, on a dome, in a dome. Jimmy G, revenge game here for his old team. Um, Raiders are going to be hungry in this one. I've got the Raiders after their win on Monday night. I saw some fierceness out of the boys from uh, Las Vegas, and I think they're going to roll into this one with a little momentum. So. Give me the Raiders. I've got the Pats here. I know I'm, I'm maybe going against my better judgment. Uh, Bill, Belichick always struggles against his protege. Someone as lowly as Matt Patricia got a win against him. So uh, I'm kind of fading myself. But it just feels like Belichick has to be here in the outside noise. I think he just outcoaches McDaniels this week, and the Patriots find a way to get the win. Yeah, I think Bailey Zappi's going to claw for one here, and they definitely are Dimadome, Ben. Um, Patriots are going to pull this out. Belichick's feeling the fire, but McDaniels just isn't a good coach unless he's a cheater. So that all being said, it's over. That'll roll us into Arizona, heading to L.A. to take out Matthew Stafford and the Rams. That's at SoFi, I take it. It's half in a dome. I think some call it a breezeway. I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. The The Cardinals have been playing everybody tough. The Rams have been have been having an actually surprisingly good season thus far. 
But I think Pukachu and uh, and Stafford going to sit down. Cardinals going to get a dub. It's just a good thing that they also got Cooper Cup back. I don't think it's going to matter. I think the Rams are just a solid team that have had a, a tough schedule to start the year. Um, I think the Rams are going to get the W this week. And I, I honestly think it's going to be in convincing fashion. Agreed. Rams, um, you know, had the tough one against the Eagles last week at home. Um, they stay at home here and uh, no better opponent here than the Arizona Cardinals. Andrew, too high on the Cardinals. I've got the Dodge Rams here. Um, Eagles heading to New York. Philadelphia, brotherly love, goes to New York to play the Jets here. 425 on Fox, 58 degrees and cloudy, 60% chance of shower. So another potential rain game in this one. Um, I think any way you cut it, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker out at guard for the Jets is going to put even more pressure on Zach Wilson. Uh, So I think the Eagles stay perfect here. I'm with you, Ben. I think the Jets used all of their magic to barely beat the Broncos. Eagles are going to get it done again. I think Eagles have played a lot of teams close this year. Uh, It might be low scoring. I don't see the Jets scoring more than 10 points this week, though. Tried to fool you guys with the Google Doc. Yeah, I, I don't see the Eagles losing either. The only way that the Jets could possibly think to pull this one out is three scores from the defensive side of the ball. And that's just tough to do in the National Football League. So give me the Eagles. And that'll tee up Giants heading to the Bills. Uh, Giants without half their roster, is that confirmed? Yeah, they don't have Daniel Jones. They won't have uh, their tight end, whose name's escaping me right now. A couple Darren other guys. Long. Yeah. Is he really out? He's in my fantasy team. He's only listed as questionable. Give me the give me the real stats here. Uh, he's out, man. He's out for sure, dude. All right. Going to need a replacement for me. That all being said, it's got to be Bills at home. Bills. I mean, the Giants, the Giants don't look good. It's got to be an all-time regression for a uh, good old day ball. Uh, it's not looking good for the Giants right now. Going to be Bills, who also need a bounce the- back. As you should. Uh, I've got the Bills here as well. Uh, Bills 14-point favorites in this one, and rightfully so. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just not looking good for the Giants, especially with the injury department. I just don't see them coming out with a win in any way, shape, or form. Last game of the week, Monday Night Football. We've got the Cowboys going over to SoFi. We've got another back-to-back for the stadiums. Uh, I don't know why the NFL keeps doing this. But the Cowboys are taking on the L.A. Chargers on Monday night in the Dome. Kellen Moore revenge game of sorts against his old team, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, And uh, I've got the Cowboys in this one. Yeah, I've got the Cowboys, Ben. I'm not going to let you gloss over your own notes. You put Jelen, G-E-L apostrophe N. What does that mean? I was going to say they're going to call him Jelen Moore after this one and give the Chargers a win. But that was... That was just uh, a clue. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, your pick. Your pick. Wait, is uh, Herbert not playing? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Kellen Moore's the OC, man. Okay, thank goodness. Well, I thought I heard Herbert had a broken hand or something. <laughs> I don't know. Where you, I don't know where you're getting your sources, dude. Uh, you don't really ever have to name them, so that's what happens. 
I think Dan Quinn and the entire Dallas Cowboys defense is foaming at the mouth after last week, and they're they're uh, basically a bruised and battered wasp nest at this point, and they uh, they will be on fire. You said game. what? Cowboys. They're a bruised and battered wasps. A wasps nest. Bruised and battered wasps nest. <laughs> okay, I don't say know. that ten times fast. I don't think anyone's ever said that ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I don't have anything from college football. Ben didn't do a good job with his notes this week. I mean, Tommy didn't. PJ Fleck wants to kiss Jim Harbaugh. Did you guys see what Fleck said after the game? Yeah, I, I sure did. I've just never heard a coach say that before, and he he sounded like an analyst. Maybe he's getting ready for his his next career. Could very well be, but. Um, I mean, I, again, I've never heard a coach. You always hear like, there, that's a good team across from us or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever a coach wants to say, but to go into that length of detail about how good Michigan is, um, it was interesting. So yeah, he wants to kiss Jim right on the lips. Mitchell, yeah, I co- cannot agree more. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. All I was going to say, all, all I was going to add to that is that is coach speak on to the max. Like that's way, that's going beyond coach speak. Yeah, Definitely for sure. Beyond. I thought the same thing in the moment, though, Mitchell. I was watching it, and I kept thinking, like, is this guy, like, trying to explain the loss that bad? Like, he just got blown out so badly that he knows he's now immediately on the hot seat. And the only way to cool that discussion right now is to just say that Michigan is so far superior that that, that they're just that they're that much better than everybody. He pulled a Sean Payton. He, he just said – he just did the opposite. Not Not – Hey, this team sucks. Is like, yeah, we got blown out, but that's the best team in the universe. So, you know, what are you going to do? That's a great, great call. We're just all on the same wavelength today. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, folks, get your Powerball tickets if you haven't already. You'll probably listen to this on Thursday. So, we hope we got a winner here in the shareholder family. If you did win, please do share the earnings with us. Tommy could use a good home. Uh, I've got my ticket right here. Got got a, a whopping three three series of numbers. Um, so good luck early and often in the lottery. And let's end this let's end this show. Let's take this plane off to Tampa Bay. Let's go Lions. And what did the ground say when Falcon? Suck me. Well, well, that's a relief. Yeah. Hey, yay.